Three blokes, no clue, 29th of March, 2021. Tonight we'll have a chat about the Collingwood-Carlton game. Phil has another crack at Carlton. Talk about the Cats and Lions game. Quite a few things came out of that. Uh, our man Phil went to the Saints versus Melbourne game. We'll run through our stable of boys as always. And you'll hear the tips and more from the lads. Let's go. Yes, yes, boys. The heat is on. Is the heat on? The heat's on. It's only round two, boys. Heat on. But the heat's already on. Like, gee whiz, it, it was a good weekend of footy. We had some really, really good games. Probably uh, an already a contender for best game of the season uh, with the Doggies Eagles game. And I tell you what, if we were just just warming to the task, just yes. watching, watching footy in round mm-hmm. one. We were just uh, hit between the eyes in round two. Oh, we? we were indeed. We were just, just, uh, feel, just feeling our way through round one, just watching footy. Uh, we've just copped a great big, uh, just copped a great big hand right to the face, and we've round two. That's pretty much how it's gone. As tennis committee would say, it would be centimetre perfect. Now here we are. It's uh, the 29th of March. It's the end of round two. Obviously, this is your boy Phil, and to across from me this evening, I've got the lovely Clayton Morrison. How lovely. are you, Cool. What do you want from me, Phil? Geez, that's not very often to get called lovely. Uh, yes, mate. Hello. Good to be here once again. Um, got a few things to talk about tonight. Should be interesting. Yeah, should be indeed. And to the right or to your left, we've got the frame, Jeremy Wharf, and he's just champing at the bit tonight, I reckon, aren't you, got, Do we have a full book? <laughs> we've got is, a full book. Are you, Jess, are you keen to get back out on the footy field this year? Is that happening? Um, we haven't talked about this yet. Look, I haven't said yes and I haven't said no, and... Um, and just depending on my availability on certain nights when there's games on, or certain days or certain afternoons. The Patrick Cripps of the Maribyrnong Masters here he just doesn't want to commit to anything yet. He's just think, seeing how the season goes. Look, I think Cripps has got a bit of a bigger frame. Behind <laughs> the Will Day or the, the Eric Hipwood, I think the Eric Hipwood. Probably. Yes, you won't, hey, you won't see me standing up in a tackle at Maribyrnong. <laughs> so tentative, tentative. Yeah. Yeah, um, Philip normally. Hmm. Normally we will wait a bit before we uh, you launch into uh, what, what, what we yeah. what we at the pod like to call a bait, but we like just because it was all the way back to last Thursday, but hmm. we do not forget, do we, Philip? We don't. And we're going to we do, do we're going to do back to back bakes here because you've got yeah. your Carlton bake, and I've got some very strong words about a few teams in particular yes. that are playing terrible, terrible football or played terrible football in round two. Correct. There's right. a reason why. Uh, and, and there's probably going to be a few mini bakes between the, uh, all three of us in a few other little segments that we do have uh, for the uh, listeners this evening. But my thing is, boys, it's it's a it's a Carlton Football Club. Now, boys, I didn't get much sleep last night because because I had a big night down at the casino in Melbourne, and uh, so, so so I'm a little bit sleepy. So it won't be a, a, a like a, a yelling and screaming. I was going to say, do I need to shut the front door to stop? Don't your, need your to shut the front door so my beautiful neighbours, uh, uh, Vicky and Tracy, don't hear the obscenities that are about to spew out of They've my mouth. I've heard some screaming from this house before, though, Phil, but of a different uh, nature. That actually, we'll be covering that yeah. later on. The yeah. news, uh, <laughs> I was thinking something completely different. Then I knew which uh, track you were going down. Um, boys, like. They know we're coming. How many fucking years have we heard they know we're coming? 
I'll tell you what's coming. A ninth straight season of a 0-2 start for the Carlton Football Club. This is their ninth straight season that they started the season 0-2. Nine, nine years. Nine years in a row. And if that's not more depressing... If you don't think it could get any more depressing, in the ninth season in a row, you start the season 0-2 and two when you've been jerking off the members all season, selling them all the hope in the world. They can see, uh, they've conceded yet another 30-point swing on either side of quarter time, which is the 20th time in 30 games under Teague. This is a constant issue with the Carlton Football Club, giving up early leads. So they're basically... Kicking themselves out of the game. They're not even giving them an opportunity to give themselves a good start. They're already five or six goals down. Yeah, they let teams go and run. Early. So then they're playing catch-up. Yeah, so they're they're behind the eight ball. And it's the same old Carlton. It's the same shit that we've been served up year in, year out. It doesn't matter how many first-round draft picks they get. It doesn't matter how many freaking GWS rejects they attract or how many bloody former Essendon players they bring over. I'm talking about a certain halfback flanker. It doesn't matter what they do. They're still rubbish. And I know some people go, oh, well, you follow Melbourne. and But we're talking about bloody Carlton now, okay? And Melbourne's 2-zip and Carlton 0-2. So I'd rather be a Melbourne fan right now because my team's fucking showing something. They're showing something for the fans. Like James Jordan, who only in his second game, he's played two games of league football, right? And over the last two weeks, he's got a total of 15 tackles to his name. Now I'm going to give you some names here, boys. So he's had one bloke after his second game of fucking league football can conjure up 15 tackles, put a bit of pressure on the opposition. Last week we're talking about Jack Vitale. Had 10 in a game in torrential rain up in bloody Sydney. So he was playing in a flood for fuck's sake. He could still manage 10 tackles. Gibbons. Little uh, small forward, you know, maybe putting a bit of... Mature age recruit. Mature age recruit, you know, little small forward. You might think he want to put some tackles, you know, create a bit of pressure. Big body. One tackle over the last two weeks. uh, Isn't that why he's in the team? Correct, but... One tackle. Pressure. 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 Pre- that's not in his vocabulary, right? Sam Doherty, the co-captain. One tackle. Zach Fisher. Doesn't Doherty play across half-back where generally most tackles are being Correct. Applied? Zach Fisher plays in the guts or out on the wing. One tackle. Jack Nunes. One tackle. And Sam Petrescu-Seaton, this bloke that was going to be the messiah of the Carlton Football Club, the superstar. SPS. SPS. Never seen that bloke do anything good. Nut. A whopping two tackles. To go with his kick the other night that didn't even go further than 10 fucking metres. Like, spammy boys. And and the coach, I listened to David Teague's press conference on Thursday night, or sorry, Friday morning. I actually listened to it. And I always pot Simon Goodwin. For his um, uh, lack of enthusiasm, yeah, yeah lackluster, pre- no emotion, mate. Thank God, thank God, I watched it Friday morning and I had a good night's sleep because if it was Thursday night and I listened to it, I would have fallen asleep. This guy is as boring as batshit. There was no emotion. At one stage, I believe he even said that he was proud at the boys' effort. Proud of the boys' effort when you're co-captain. Has had a single tackle. In the last fortnight, has laid a single tackle. When the only two blokes in your midfield that turn up are Patrick Cripps and Sam Walsh. 
And you're proud of the boys' effort. And yet, now, granted, Harry Mackay kicked four what goals. You probably haven't haven't uh, haven't alluded into, to. Haven't factored into this bake is, and I know you're not having a stab at Paddy Cripps, but news just out: Tom Brown saying that Paddy Cripps is playing injured. I don't know what the source is. I don't know what the injury is. Correct. But news just out suggesting that if it was the back end of the season and Carlton were pushing to make finals, you know, sort of round 14-ish, Cripper would probably uh, have a few spells here and there just to get him right. He's, play, he's playing injured. This is, and, and this is Carlton doing it to him. He's playing injured and he's still, he's still averaging 25 touches at about 70%. If that doesn't scream superstar to me, and I know he's not at his absolute best, but he was playing injured last year. We know it. And he's playing injured again by the sound of it. Now, I know he is crucial to Carlton's line. Probably an AC joint from carrying that fucking team. Well, 100%. A la Chris Judd. A la Chris Judd. Although well, we said that about West Coast, I think. Well, it's got to reel off a couple of names. Yeah. As you mentioned, Sam Pachesky's getting... Petrescu C. <laughs> Whatever is the S- SPS. Bloody yeah, SPS. I'm going well. Jess has had three quarters of a start. He's done. Um, has he improved or stagnated? Or? No, he, he's gone backwards. Backwards. Um, what about Paddy Downover? Uh, or Paddy Downover. Oh, yeah, Paddy Downover, yeah. as in, yeah, Paddy Turnover. He was, so Paddy Dow was meant to be, from some of the Carlton faithful, and shout out to Woody there, was meant to be the big improver for this year. And, yes, it's only two rounds, fully get it. But he hasn't really shown anything exciting yet, has he? No, no. If he's meant to be the big improver for Carlton this year, he better hurry up and do something in the next 21 rounds because he's done three shakes of bugger all at the moment. Well, um, um, yeah, oh, Mitch, uh, Mitch, 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 Mitch McGovern. No, we went through Mitch last week. Mitch, yeah, we, he's we, regressed since yeah, coming he's, over. Um, uh, Liam Jones has had a mare to the season. Liam mm-hmm. Jones hasn't been as serviceable as they'd probably like. Um, and uh, Sam Doherty, uh, injuries aside, um, he, he hasn't been the usual Sam Doherty. Yet. He's been poor. Um, I'll, I'll ask you this question, boys. Did they make a mistake in giving Eddie Betts another year last year? Because he's been managing a calf injury uh, during the preseason. He hasn't played a game yet this season. And to me, if you need to sign on a 33, 34-year-old small forward at the end of last year, it goes to show how little faith the club have in their next crop of small forwards. Well, okay, so there's two trains of thought with the Eddie Betts thing, and I said this last year. I said, if you're going to bring a 33, 34-year-old in, who's going to take the spot of a junior? Maybe have a think about it. And the second train of thought, well, the, the first train of thought that got thrown at me was maybe he's there to mentor the young kids. Well, he can't mentor the young kids if he's not on the fucking park. So there goes that. Correct. The second train of thought that was thrown at me was he's there to sell memberships. Well, I'm sorry. I know it's a business, but I don't want a player recruited into my club to sell memberships. I don't no. want... If, if, if Sydney said to Buddy Franklin, we want you to play 50 games in 10 years and we'll pay you, you know, 10 million bucks because you're going to sell a few memberships... Sydney members and supporters would be up in arms. You don't yeah, sign players. No. And I know Eddie didn't cost them much, and I get it, no. it's romantic to get him back and all this mm-hmm. sort of bullshit, but you don't sign players at the detriment of your club. Uh-uh. Now, plenty of clubs have done it. They've made some silly mistakes by bringing players in and going, well, look, you know, maybe he's keeping a junior out or something like that. But at the same time, you'd like to see those senior players take the lead and, and bring some kids up or create some space or on-field coach. But at the moment, Eddie can't do that because he's injured. Yeah. Is that an injury because of his age? Like, what is it? What's keeping him out? And, um, and you know, and let's not forget, hats off to Collingwood. Uh, 
Yeah, they, yeah. Ca- they came out and showed attitude. They did. Um, they showed the want. Um, there were instances where there where Carlton were outnumbered, maybe three to one. Yeah. Oh, Collingwood were outnumbered three to one, and the one actually wanted it more. Yeah, they were hungrier than the, 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 the Carlton player. I'm looking at the list. I don't look at this list and say, oh, this is the one that's going to win the flag two years from now. Oh, when you still have Levi Casbolt. There are teams I look at at the moment far more likely to do that than than Carlton. When when you look at that list and Levi Casbolt's still getting a game. Well, when you've got a 28-year-old midfielder in Jack Nunes who's in your best 22, that speaks volumes. I mean, Jack Nunes is nice, but he's not... No. He's not next step up. He's not not going to be part of their next premiership team. No, I don't think so. That's the thing, they're... They're nice. That's all you can really say about Carlton is they're nice. Yeah, even Jack Martin on the weekend, he was nice. Yeah. Did some nice things. Yeah. But there was moments in the game where you almost forgot he was playing. Yeah. And I think uh, what Carlton fans would rather their club to be known as is ruthless and not nice because it is a cutthroat injury, a, a cutthroat industry, sorry, and they're just nice. And as long as they're nice, they're not going to get any further. But that's enough of the bloody Carlton Football Club boys because they're in all sorts of trouble and they really, 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 really need to step it and up. And nice, nice is also just accepting these losses. Oh, well, 100%, and, and mate. Just bury their heads in the sand. Which, Because yeah, next mate, week they've got the say? Dockers. They've got the Dockers at Marvel, which is handy that it's Marvel and Teams, not off the team, stadium. Team might be on the hot but seat if that, if that goes right. Really. Because there is a... And, you know, you can only go by the uh, um, court of social media. There is a small group of Carlton fans, like our boy Woody, that are jack of it. They've had enough and they want change and they want it now because they've gone through shit for the better part of a decade. And then you've got the other part of the club that that maybe, say, glass half full-time people and they try to find a positive out of... A loss. Like, they would even be able what, to find what, a positive. What do we say? We say accepting mediocrity. Yeah. That's what it is. Accepting that's it. They're accept- and if you're going to accept it, the acceptors, that's what's setting your club backwards and it's stagnating because you should be demanding the best. These guys are elite athletes. They are a professional football club. And until they get all their shit together, they're, they're not even going to be a top eight side. Like, we're not talking about when's Carlton's next flag. We're talking about when are Carlton going to make the eight so and it's still a while away. Let, let me pose this question to you. We don't want to sit on Carlton for too long, but let me pose this one question to you and we'll move on. You're a free agent. Yep. You're you know, 26, 27, whatever it happens to be, peak of your career. You're going to pick Carlton. Do you want to go to Carlton? Uh, At the moment. To be fair, a lot of, a lot depends on money these days. Yep. It does, it does. But if we're talking, you know, you've got a million-dollar offer from Carlton, you've got a million-dollar offer from St Kilda, are you going to pick Carlton? No, you go St no, Kilda. Fuck no, you're not going to pick Carlton. And, and, and let's be real, if Zach Williams, uh, it was, say, offered five 600000 like some other clubs offered him, instead of the 800000 that Carlton offered him, would he have gone there? We don't know, mm. but it's all if buts or whatnots. But I think you make a very valid point, mate. I think sometimes money does have a lot to do with it. But then there's some players out there as well. You can give them all the money in the world, but they want to go to a successful club. We've seen that with some other players. So, but yeah, they are. They need to wake up and wake up fast because they're fast asleep behind the yeah, wheel at the uh, moment. The, the, the following night, um, you could just about do a whole pot on just that Friday game. 
between the Cats and Lions. What a game. The Cats and Lions down at at Cat Park. Pause that for a second. Pause that for a sec because I wanted to jump into something very quickly around what I always say, bad kicking is bad Bad football. football. And we had five pure out-and-out examples this weekend. And weirdly enough, out of the five examples, three of those teams won. But I want to run some numbers by you boys. So the two losers out of this were Brisbane and the Crows. They both lost their games. Brisbane Mm -hmm. by one. um, The Crows by a little bit more than that. Brisbane kicked 11 goals, 14. The Crows kicked 11 goals, 22. 22. They doubled their six-pointers in tally with behinds. The Deeds managed to get away with 12 goals, 19 with a win. Uh, The Dogs managed to get away with a win by kicking 14 goals, 16. And Frio got a win kicking 11 goals, 21. More often than not, if your team has kicked, you know, more than half, 50% more behinds and goals, you're generally staring at a loss. You're generally staring at a loss when it comes to... Yeah, you're either staring at a loss or you're looking at the win and saying, geez, that was more stressful than it needed, the 100%. Absolutely. 11 goals, 22 from the Crows. Now, I'm not going to get stuck into the Crows because we know no one pegged them to be anywhere near as competitive as what they have been thus far this year. So I'm not going to get stuck into them, but 11 goals, 22, 11 goals, 21, 14, 16, 12, 19, and 11, 14. Bad kicking is bad footy, and I watched that that Cats-Brisbane game, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you, Brisbane weren't under that much pressure. No. Brisbane, honestly, they weren't. Like, oh, no. they, I'm some, looking at most, you, Eric yeah, Hipwood. Some of the I'm shots they missed you. were six Dennis, shots in, in Eric Hipwood missed from 15 metres slight angle under yep. no pressure whatsoever. Like, and that was in the third quarter when the game was in the balance. Yep. But there are no excuses for these professional footballers to kick these sorts of shitty, shitty tallies. I mean, Tex Walker, our perennial whipping boy who's turned around at the moment, kicked six goals three, I think, on the weekend. Yeah. That's what you want. You don't want someone kicking three goals six. You want someone kicking six, six goals, goals three. three. But some of these clubs, 11 goals, 22. Bad kicking's bad footy. And some of these clubs are going to look at these games and go, well, shit. If I had to convert one or two of those 22 yeah, yeah, points, we missed the top eight by this, or we, we missed, missed the top, the top eight four by yeah. Yeah, a game, or you know one percent or something like that. That's this. I know it's early in the season, but shit, this has to be addressed by some of the the hobnobs at the clubs because you can't you can't go on like that. You're 100 percent right, mate. Because in 2017, Melbourne missed the finals by the smallest margin ever. 0.2% right. or something Right. Well, there was one day, Adelaide and West Coast playing for percentage. And Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. And basically, West Coast had a lot of injuries, rested a few players, Adelaide got the win. That's basically, was curtains for the Ds, or, or the other way around. Uh, yeah, I think Adelaide won. Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah but no, the thing was, in that year, because I went back and had a look at some games, there were some games there where Melbourne lost, whereas they had more scoring shots, but it was behinds. And there were some games where... They were winning, and then in the last quarter, they just, instead of, say, kicking uh, 6-1, they kicked one goal, 6, and you think, shit. In some of those games, if they only kicked an extra goal, that would have got them into the eight that Mm -hmm. year. Um, And I'm having a look at it this year. I know it's only round two. uh, The the Ds are two in zip. Last week, we kicked 11-14. This weekend, we kicked 12-19. They managed to win. That trend won't last too long. If you're going up against a Richmond and you're kicking behind, they'll be able to walk it straight out of our D50 into their Ford 50 and hurt us with goals. You're walking on a tightrope there, aren't you? 100%. So there's definitely a lot of clubs on notice where their goal-kicking coach uh, needs to be uh, doing his his or her job a lot better, I think. And this this is the thing that gets me with a lot of this. You can sit there and go, all right, there's two trains of thought here. One is... Geez, they've kicked 22 behind. Geez, they must have been under a lot of pressure. 
You look at it and you analyse what happened on the weekend. None of those clubs that have kicked more behinds and goals were under phenomenal pressure. Correct. None. I mean, I've, Hawthorne kicked seven goals, seven against the Premiers. You would think that if anyone's going to throw pressure on, it would be the Premiers. Richmond with their, their defensive pressure, their tackling Correct. pressure. Correct. 100%. And they managed seven goals, seven. Some of these guys came out with 11 goals, 22, and 11 goals, 21. It's just not good enough. And it's going no. to turn around and bite them in the ass. 100%. Back in the season. And some of these clubs are going to sit there and go, well, shit. What have we done? Anyway, anyway we'll move on from talk that. about some of the clubs that are back on the winners list this week. Oh, yeah, back yeah. on the winners list, eh? Oh, yeah. By, yeah. by, by, de- by default. By default. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Two, You'll two, take uh, the two greatest words in the English <laughs> default. 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 So, Cats and Lions, Jess, take us through it. Uh, look, it was, a, it was a game the Cats were very fortunate to win for a number of reasons, Not, notwithstanding a uh, controversial decision we'll or non decision. We'll, we'll get into that because we, we do like talking about. Umpire not yeah. decisions and, and what that means in the grand scheme of things. And, um, you know, Geelong didn't have their full team in. So uh, Brisbane had an opportunity there to actually get one over us. But, um, Haven't won down in Geelong for 13 matches or something in a row? I think. No, yeah, it would have been the first time since 2003. So, if there was ever an opportunity, which is what you're saying, it was it was, this it, was, was it was in. Uh, uh, their big ruckman, McInerney, went down and... Where Geelong scored a lot of their goals is Tom Hawkins just wrestling the ball out of the ruck against some child, yeah, and just doing what he wants. That's how, and that's how the guy, that's how the, the goal came about where they went in front late mm. in the game. To Isaac, to Isaac Smith. Um, but yeah, no, we were very fortunate to win the game. Uh, even our captain said so after the match. They were pretty lucky to win. Mm. Um, could have been the other way. Uh, Brisbane didn't punish us. No, they didn't. What they should. Well, they kicked 11 goals 14, right, so that's should. telling enough. Um, so, got a few points. And I think, sorry, just one point there too. Yeah. Six or seven of Brisbane's goals came, and I'm not saying it was the umpires that did it, but six or seven of Brisbane's goals came from umpire stoppages, as in free kicks or resets of play or anything like that, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So, it wasn't yeah. like Brisbane had the fluidity that, that you would normally expect Brisbane to play with. Either. No, correct. No, no, they didn't. For just uh, So, they're carrying on about the one important decision. Which, which we're getting to now. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to make this point very, very clear that every single game of every single round there's probably between five and ten missed calls by the umpire that no one ever batters an eyelid about because mm-hmm. a team wasn't down by five points with 30 seconds to go, 15 metres out on a goal. A team wasn't, you know, streaming away on the wing, you know, trying to kick into the forward 50 because they were 40 points, but 40 points down to get the last goal of the match. No one gives a shit about that sort of stuff. But this one missed call out of five or ten every single week or every single game has caused the biggest amount of bullshit uproar that I've ever heard. And, look... I'm going to go out there and say that Geelong didn't deserve to win because it was a free kick that the umpires missed. And every chance that Brisbane would have kicked a, a behind or a goal to win, most likely a goal. Yep. But the point is, all the uproar over a missed decision that happened to be in that point of the ground at that point of the game... Well, People, there's, there's been 120 minutes. And, exactly. Yeah. There's been 120 minutes. Brisbane have had every single opportunity. Now, I'm not saying that Brisbane deserved to win because I don't think they did. They kicked 14 behinds with no pressure. Yeah. Well, not whatsoever, but very little pressure You know, when you consider 14 behinds. Not enough pressure to consider that you're going to kick 11 goals 14. But everyone getting hung up on the fact that Geelong cheated. Well, no, they didn't no. cheat. The umpire made a mistake. The umpire boss came out the next day, which I don't like, by the way, and came out and said, look, Geelong... 
probably should have. Who does that help? It doesn't yeah, help. It doesn't, doesn't change anything. Doesn't change anything. But all these clowns coming out there going, "Oh, Geelong cheated. They must have paid the umpires." Get a fucking grip. It would happen to your team. If it happened to the demons, you would sit there, Phil, and you go, oh, "Thank fuck for that." Geez, we got away with that. If it happened to the Hawks, I'd sit there and go, "Oh, we probably didn't deserve that, but we'll take the four points." And our man here is going, "You know what?" I'm I'll not going to say points. we're fucking fantastic. We deserve the win because you don't think you do, do you? No, no. But you'll take it every single day. Yeah, we're not going to give the four points back. He, he was awfully quiet Friday night because Jets was thinking, I'm about to cop a barrage of abuse from everyone out there because Geelong were looking like they were going to lose. Or, or, and the other thing is, a lot of people are going, Geelong stole that. Geelong didn't do shit. They the umpire shit. made a mistake. Geelong had fucking nothing to do so with it. Oh, I, I, did, I did enjoy watching all the crying on social media. <laughs> I bet you that did. Was, that was I'll tell you freaking what, Saturday night at three-quarter time, I was like, St Kilda is still in this game. They shouldn't have been. Melbourne should be seven goals up. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, if we lose this, I'm going to be absolutely filthy because we've given... St. 12 Kilda goals, 19. 12 19. We, and we still kicked two goals, six in the last quarter. Now, in the last quarter in that Geelong uh, Lions match, there was two scoring shots for your boys. You kicked 1 1. Yep. Brisbane had eight scoring sh- chances. Now, this there might have even been some out on the full. They kicked four goals, four. So they had most of the play in the last quarter. They couldn't convert. And if people want to talk about fucking umpire, this is what shits me when it, uh, it took me 25 minutes to whip it out. Mouth-breathing intellectual nobodies come out and blame umpires. You know what cost Brisbane the game? If we're going to talk about umpires, what cost them the game was with less than uh, five or four minutes ago, Dane Zorko trying to be a fucking hero. He gave away a 50-metre penalty. Geelong went bang, 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 kicked the goal, put themselves in front. That's what costs fucking Brisbane the game. That, if you want or, to... that or the last 10 or 12 Correct. things that the team no, did. Like, but that didn't cost them the game. You know what cost them the game? Them kicking 11 goals, 14, and Geelong kicking 12 goals, 9. So Geelong had 21 scoring shots. Brisbane had 25. All they had to do was convert 14 of those behinds. All they needed was two of those to go the other way, mm. a la Hipwood from 15 metres right. out, yep. and they're home. So don't blame the umpires. No. Yeah. Don't blame the blokes that are part-time employees of the AFL. Blame the blokes that are getting paid 500 grand a year that should be able to kick a fucking ball straight. Yeah, yeah boys, uh, what do we make of uh, the Geelong coach uh, conversing with the Brisbane players at Gordon's I Island? fucking love it. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I loved it. It's good theatre. He, he, I loved didn't, it. he didn't lay a hand on anyone. He didn't swear. He wasn't aggressive outwardly. He just stood up for his boys. Yep. And it's come out today that um, Zorko's come out and said, well, I, I don't know anything about Harris Andrews saying anything like that. He's told us he didn't say anything about Geelong and how they did in the grand final. So that's that's conjecture. It means nothing. Yeah. How does he know? In the heat of battle. Exactly. Of the exactly. How does he know? But the thing is, I don't hate it. I don't hate it whatsoever. I love it. I think it's a bit of mongrel and it's fucking fantastic I, to I, see. I like it. What I, what I didn't like... Is that he fired the Brisbane boys up because we were, <laughs> we were 21 points up at quarter time. I like how much a long players were saying to him, Come on, mate, well, let's go. Sure, let's well, go. Hey, Selwood and Guthrie kind of just said, Hey, Chris, can come we on, mate. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, paint the picture. You're down 21 points at quarter time at the Cattery. You're yeah. an interstate team. Yeah. Um, you've already got doubts in your mind, haven't you? Yeah. So the coach is coming over and bloody firing everyone up. And I can see – and there were spot fires everywhere Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It kind of harked me back to my amateur sporting It's got a hard game to watch, actually. Yeah, well, I bet it would have been, actually. Oh, I enjoyed it either way. But it kind of yeah. harks me back to my amateur sporting days, like any you know any sort of sport that I played, cricket, basketball, netball, whatever. And, you know, you, you're beating someone at three-quarter time, half-time, whatever, and you know, the bloke that's opposite you, opposite you is getting a bit chirpy. And you, it's, you don't have to say anything. You just go – 
See that scoreboard up there, champ? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. How about you work on that yeah. rather than yeah. you probably yeah, be doing better? I reckon, because I can guarantee the Brisbane boys, if you go back and watch a replay, the Brisbane boys come out probably twice as hard. Really well, that's, and, and sometimes they were playing the man instead of the ball, which frustrated me for Brisbane because I, I watched oh, the both, game with my old man. both teams were. Yeah. I watched the game with my old man and I said, there's one way Brisbane can hurt Geelong here. Uh, and that's on the scoreboard. My said, uh, my old man said no by hitting him in the nuts would hurt more. But um, <laughs> but it's true. That's the biggest, most effective way you can hurt your oppo is on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And by converting on the scoreboard, and did Brisbane do that? No, didn't. Hell no. Um, no, no, no. Gary Rowan's been offered a two-week suspension for his what some would call a retaliatory hit on uh, Lockie Neal. Yep. And Lockie Neal quite cheekily, half-time, quarter-time, whatever it was, or we're close to the end of the quarter, <laughs> Came back off the interchange gates with the old three fingers up. And I laughed. At half time. He only had three touches at half time. So maybe he's just saying, hey, Gary, I've only got three touches. Can you ease up on me? The reason he had three touches at half time, and there was one of my I know, you're one of your boys, mate. Very well held. But getting back to Gary Rowan, he's got two weeks to try and fuck someone else. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Two weeks. Two weeks. To do the journey on his next business. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Well, that's all I'll put it down to. Just unnecessary. Not, yeah. Isn't you don't need to. Undisciplined. Yeah. yeah. Copy yeah. whack. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. You move. You move on out of that. Um, danger playing the VFL boys. Everybody had problems with this. It was a practice match. No, not brilliant. not everybody had problems with this, Jez, because there's three blokes here that had no fucking issue with it whatsoever. No. The fact of the matter is, you're suspended from AFL games. Yeah. The fact of the matter is. The rules are written whereby it says if you're not playing by... It was a VFL practice match, mind you. It wasn't an yeah. actual match for premiership points in the VFL. If you're not playing for your senior club or their affiliate for premiership points, you can play. Simple as that. That's a yeah. rule. So who gives a fuck whether it was Patrick Dangerfield or fucking Aaliyah Aaliyah or someone you've never heard of suspended from the AFL now playing the VFL, the Waffle, the CNFL. No one cares. No. Why is it a big deal? It's tall poppy syndrome. It's danger. Oh, danger's got three weeks off. Big fucking deal. Let him play. Needs yeah. much fitness. Yeah. He, does it hurt anyone? Was he playing in the AFL? No, he was a single yeah. person. It's, it's not like you said, mate. It's a, a VFL practice match. It's like the equivalent of a VFL Amy Community Series. Like there, there was no... You know, premiership points, you know, no one gets four points at the end of this. He's, it doesn't it's he's, just to he's get, staying he's staying match fit, so good, yeah. on, good on the club for getting their player to Well hundred percent. Because he's so, crucial to Geelong's chances this year. Yeah, right. He's a very, very good player and you need him to be match fit. And the thing is <laughs> let's be real, in this day and age, if it wasn't allowed, Geelong would be like there's not too many clubs nowadays that would blatantly there's players that, um, or clubs and coaches that uh, find a way to exploit, you know, the man on the market yeah, or yeah, the yeah, third yeah. man up when he's out and about. Yeah. But something like this, no club would just, just go, a, oh, fuck it, a, we'll just play just a player a out of spite. Yeah, so it was a non-story. It's, just, a, tall, it's a tall poppy. Thing. Just a non-story. Oh, it must have, was that uh, announced on the Tuesday? When when did that happen? When did they announce that? It must have been a slow news day. Yeah. Either day that it... Sounds very much like Tom Brown's story. Yeah, it does indeed, yeah. Okay, enough, Geelong. Um, Adelaide, Sydney, we won't spend too much time in these games, but um, it was a Adelaide, good game. Sydney, uh, Tex kicked half a dozen. Buddy, Buddy, kicked Buddy looked good in his comeback. Buddy kicked three. I think Logan McDonald kicked Buddy another three, three goals. Two, yeah, it's the young kids. It's the uh, uh, McDonald, Campbell, Goulden. Yep, Goulden, yep. Um, uh, uh, Tex Walker's kicked 11 goals five the last two weeks. So. Leaving the Cohen, leaving Supercoach. 
He's uh, playing very well. Uh, Sydney were obviously the better team on the day, but the thing is as well, like I still think Sydney may have won, but Adelaide didn't really get, what would you say, Full bang for their buck. Yeah, they, they weren't. Adelaide kicked eleven goals, twenty-two. They weren't doing. They, Sydney didn't eleven dominate. goals, twenty-two. Yeah, so points. they had a chance to win the game as well. So it's not like that. Like Franklin kicked three, Heaney three, Warner two, McDonald two, Hickey two. Hasn't Tom Hickey been handy for Sydney? He has been. Yeah, the journeyman. He, he's been really handy. I think we mentioned him last week. Third or fourth club. Third club at least. Yeah, um, uh, St Kilda West Coast and um, oh no, at Gold Coast started off Gold Coast too, didn't he? Yeah, fourth club. Yeah, fourth club. And, yeah. Well, and Sydney, Sydney play the reigning premiers this week, so they're just, they're going to really see where they're at. 100 percent. I think. Um, just, uh, I know on one of our favourite footy shows, Footy Classified, we had a Caro's arrow. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of an arrow. you got a bit of an arrow? Yeah. A Jess's jab. Jess's uh, jab. Jess's jab. What's that, mate? Jess's jab. Don't get much jabbing done these days. Uh, we, uh... <laughs> <laughs> You'll just skip past it. Yeah. Uh, we'll discuss that in wife corner. It's going to go down. I won't play this part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, no, um, I'll be sending the, it to uh, it. The Essendon coach boys. Yeah. Oh. How many games into his actual coaching career is two? Two. Two. The truck. The truck just been running just just by himself too. So they were getting pants by Port Adelaide, which you predicted a ten goal loss, mm-hmm. which you were very close to. Yep. Um, and you just see, you just see, there's there's a shot. Just down on the bench, and Rutten's just sitting there, just saying nothing, just sitting on the bench. It's very good one esque, isn't it? In 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 between in between two players on the bench, and um, he's just silent, just uh, Mm -hmm. not doing. This is second game in boys. Um, Wouldn't you think he'd just start coaching the boys and seeing what, uh, uh, asking what's happening, or just a bit of animations, or you ask, or a bit of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very stony face, um, and he, he wasn't coaching anyone. If that was a player showing that sort of attitude out on the ground, you'd drag him immediately. Yeah, if he was showing that he couldn't well, give a shit about what's going on about him outwardly. Yeah, no matter what's going on in his head, you'd drag him. Yes, I don't know what. Not a good look at it. I don't know what Essendon's assistant coaching structures like. Who does he have around him? I'm not sure because actually. that that's one thing that sort of concerns me. He where uh, where was I, he before? Is Black Carousel going back then? I'm not 100% sure, That's but Robert, I don't... I, Robert Harvey's still at Collingwood? Yeah, he's, at, he's at Collingwood. Um, I don't know where... I can't remember where Rutten was before his Essendon tenure, but the thing that concerns oh, me... Jesus. He's got a few names around him. He's yep. got Blake Carousella, Daniel G in Syracuse, <laughs> Lee Tudor, Jeez. and Jordan and Cam Roberts. All right, yeah. So he's got he's Carousel, got... Gene, Syracuse, and Tudor. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lee Tudor's been around the track. Yeah. Wow. Well, Lee Tudor's yeah. probably been overlooked for senior gigs now. He's probably going to be a Four career assistant time, coach. Yeah. But for a while there, he was like the a heir apparent for uh, a, a lot of clubs in the so early two thousands. Do you think? Do you think maybe having those assistants there running it for ruts? He's. I was also thinking that he's probably probably doesn't have much support, but clearly he does. So I was trying to f- maybe not defend the bloke, but go find a reason. As, as to find a reason why, being a young coach, if he doesn't have that support around him. But what's concerning for Essendon is now Draper's out 8-10, to 10, Shields out 6-8. to eight. a horror game. Cole those are, those out 6-8. Those are two injuries they just did not need. Yeah, so you've got Draper, Shields, Caldwell. Yeah, and Caldwell as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they'll... May need a rush arch, Archie Perkins out. Uh, Stringer should be back. You know, Rutz is only 37. Yeah. He's our age. Yeah. 
That's young as fuck for a senior coach. 100%. He retired not long ago. Yeah, 2012, I think he retired. So the issue is with Essendon is the cupboard's pretty bare for, when I say top-line talent, but, like, you know, senior players that have been in the game for a while. So do they blood Archie Perkins now? I don't know how Archie Perkins is going, but he's a first-round draft pick. I think there was – was there an injury concern around Archie Perkins last week, week before? So so they may need to rest him. Stringer comes back, but – Yeah, I don't rate Stringer. But but who else do they have? It's a little bit – Dire for, for Essendon. I'm a little bit concerned how they're going to go moving forward because uh, they already started to get injuries and they play St Kilda at Marvel this seeing, weekend. Uh, are you seeing Wooden Spoon in their future? <sighs> Certainly not seeing finals, that's for well, sure. Well, you're not seeing finals and they're zipping two. With nothing really pleasing to come from it. Like, and those two losses that they've had, there's not really been too many redeeming factors where you could look at and go, I, I see something. Like, mm. I've seen... <sighs> Nick Cox takes six intercept marks. I don't know, something. I've seen no star like that. Nothing. And now they play St Kilda, who's come off a poor loss against the D's the week before. They're back on the home deck at Marvel. They're not going to – we would say that over the last few years, St Kilda have – if they've had a loss, they've been able to back it up the week after. So history suggests at the moment that St Kilda could really, really hurt us. Look at what the line is this week. To be honest, yeah. if you're a gambling man, I would be checking on the line. I'm actually, another quick excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Gamble responsibly as well, ladies and gentlemen. None of my multis got up this week. Philip, you uh, you took yourself down to. I did, mate. Down to Marble Stadium. I did Saturday night. And, Saturday and night. I'm very two dollar four and twenties. Or was that only at the MCG? No, no, it's just at Marvel actually. The oh, two dollar so four and twenties. Did you get on it? Did you, did you, uh, did you yeah. partake in a four and twenty? I partook in a four and twenty when I realised they were still two had, bucks. Still had an eight and forty because he's greedy. Yeah. <laughs> when I realised they were two bucks, I may have consumed a couple. Um, yes, yeah, Saturday night. Um, I'm happy to say, boys, that um, I'm not upset that I lost a tip on the weekend because I. I I tipped St Kilda. I thought they were going to win. Sorry, before you launch into that, what do you reckon yeah. the line is for the Essendon St Kilda game, mate? 24 and a half. 24 and a half? 31? 21 and a half. That's a very generous line mm. against Essendon. That's yeah. uh, that's worthy yeah, of a... It is. Mm, yeah. no, I, I might be uh, going to the old... Uh, sold 29 to 366 head-to-head, by the way. Even that's, if it was 29. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> good for... Anyway, sorry, keep going. You went down to Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I went down to Marvel. And, you know, I wasn't expecting a, uh, a win, but what I wanted was a four-quarter effort. If I got to see the boys play four quarters and, and we come off short, then I was happy. So to get the win, I was ecstatic. Um, Cosy Pickett. Cosy Pickett. Oh, oh boys. Oh. Oh. Now, listen, you're excited. Oh. Before, before you launch into your Cosy Pizzy, Let's just cross all fingers and toes. Yeah. That he doesn't become another Jarricane. No. You don't I, need that. No. I can't physically go through another player that gets you so excited and watch you come down. I'm like sorry. There'll be no. There'll be no sequel. There'll be no the. the no. Machete I, I, I'll tell you why. He's he's um. <laughs> you missed that entirely. Because he carves up the competition. No. Because his mum passed away earlier in the year or late last year. Um, so he's gone over to Adelaide to mourn his mum. Uh, must have been earlier in the year because they thought he might be in doubt for round one. He went to an F45 session every morning and worked his ass off in that. Off his own back, he trained with the Westfield Wood Torrens Sandful side. Yep. The Tigers, and, the Mighty Tigers. 
he came back in ripping Nick and he's been rewarded with two really good games so far. Yeah. So I think, um, sadly, and obviously it's different scenarios. Uh, Liam Jarrah come from uh, a community in the middle of the Northern Territory where they don't really follow um, uh, white man law, for lack of a better word. I really think Cozzy's got his head screwed on and he's a very, very exciting player. Sort of a little bit surreally esque in the respect that they don't need too many touches to damage the opposition. The touches they have, they will do really, really good things unlike, with it. Unlike our, our friend Tom Mitchell, who gets heaps of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll touch on that we'll later. Yeah. Um, but he was great. Jack Finey in his first game back to kick, kick two first got of goals was really good. Um, Tom McDonald was finding a bit of touch, which was nice. Bailey Fritch, if he stopped leading in a pocket and maybe led in front of the big sticks, that would improve his goal-kicking accuracy. I, I tell you, a, uh, a McDonald that didn't do shit all on the weekend was Oscar. Oscar, yeah. I'm active. <laughs> I don't even think he got on the ground. No, I think he, it was a medical he, sub. Yeah. Um, so, no, T-Mac played really good. Petrarca wasn't at his best, but he still was solid. Um, I was ripping in the Gorn early, but he got back into the game later on. And, and your boy, Clary. <sighs> mate, he's just... He's... Uh, he's... He's... Uh, he's just, He's about, at that, he's about at that age where he's, he's probably ready, ready to explode. He's averaging like 32 touches this season. Yeah, or he's going about, like I, I had a look, he's going about 76. Yeah, and he's actually improving um, his disposable foot as well. Correct, I was going to say, he's so not good. I think the, the pleasing thing for you, Philip, is yeah. you're having these results and everything's going down, and you know there's still scope for improvement. Well, the thing I like about it, because St Kilda was short a lot of soldiers on Saturday night, so is Melbourne. So we've got Melksham, Brown, Wiedemann, um, Hibbert to come back into the team. So there's a few of our best 22 that are still out. That will straighten up the team. Very keen to see how Ben Brown gets along. 100%, mate. The one that I was really um, uh, pleased or happy for from Melbourne point of view on Saturday night was Christian Salem because he's been on the list for about seven, eight years mm. now, and he's always been a very handy player, very clean. He's uh, understated, isn't he? Understated, mm. and he... Yeah, 30 touches at about 87% Saturday night. He was good. Lot, a lot to like about St Kilda. Jack Steele, you can see why he's the co-captain. He basically was trying to keep him in the Dragon game. Dragon Dragon foot. Yeah. I was glad Tim Membry didn't have a day out on us because Tim Membry, everyone who's playing for Sydney, normally cars up Melbourne. So he was average. Max King kicked a couple of goals, so that was good to see. His continued improvement. He's going to be a star for them. Um, the bloke and... I've potted him a lot. Brad Hill, at the geez, 17 games into his St Kilda career, he hasn't given them any ROI, return on investment. He was putrid on the weekend. The amount of times he butchered the ball, and I said it last year and I said it this year, you've got Eddie Langdon from Melbourne who's on 400 grand a year. Uh, he's averaging, you know, 20 odd touches, uh, four, uh, 300 meters, um, ran at about 80% on the weekend. And then on the opposite side for St Kilda, you got Brad Hill, Hill who you double. sold the farm mm. double, and he was running at about 52%. But um, yeah, yeah, there's still a lot to like about St yeah, Kilda. They just had be, a bad they'll, night. They'll be, they'll be okay. They'll still be thereabouts. Now, North Melbourne and North Melbourne, so we don't need to keep going on about it. No, God, Gold Coast tell them. Fuck me, dead boys. What is there? I'm not, this isn't having a crack at North Melbourne. This is a genuine question. What is there for North Melbourne supporters to look forward to? Name two players or things for North Melbourne to look forward to this year. Um, Tom Powell and Draft Night. 
<laughs> Honestly, you can't. Oh, sorry. Finals are in or the remote. Um, that's Tom Powell and pick one in the 2021 AFL draft at this stage should say that they're going to win the spoon. The thing is, North Melbourne have gone from a team that were developing. They were on the up in 2019, 2020. Oh, not 2020, but 2019. They were on the up. There was signs. There was promising signs. And then, obviously, Reece Shaw with his mental health battles and the ejections from the yeah. club and all sorts of stuff, they are in a world of hurt. They, they just they decided to just jettison all their rather mature players That's all right. at once. Now, I don't... I, I, I just, go on, just go on completely gather the list. Yep. I haven't looked at this year's draft crop or this year's under-18 talent um, yet, but considering that you had last year had... And I know you the, say it all the time. The, the Bulldogs are going to pick him up no matter what. But when was the last time in a national draft that the first three picks that were drafted were key forwards? Ugle Hagen, Phil Thorpe, Logan McDonald. Oh, well, sorry, he it was he went pick four. Sorry, but he should have gone to North Melbourne. Yeah, Slobo Robert and the Herald Sun today are saying, "Oh, we've got to stop potting North Melbourne because you know they said they were going to rebuild through the midfield, and um, you know they're looking at it's a no key four this year." The midfield, if you got right. to kick it, so they're, go, cool. they're going to look at the midfield this year. Midfielders are a dime a dozen for fuck's sake. Hundred percent. So they even got rid of midfielders in their purge. Now there was. I did have some names and I lost my list, but there was just a couple of handy midfielders. And when I say handy, they would have been handy for North that got given the ass from other clubs. They could have picked up a couple of mature age um, players, like they did with that Lockie Young from the Bulldogs, and he's done okay for him in the defence uh, of half-back. They could have got Logan McDonald, and as I said numerous times, last year Logan McDonald, as an 18-year-old, kicked 20 goals in nine games in the waffle playing against men. Mm. L- uh, Logan McDonald's still got a lot of filling out to do, yeah. de- development to do uh, body shape-wise. So they could have had Logan McDonald giving games into him now like they are at Sydney, and they could have had the likes of Tom Powell and a couple of these listed free agents they could have got on the cheap. Talking about after torpedoing Ben Brown's trade value. Correct. Let's not forget the fact that they've got their best forward since Drew Petrie yeah. has come along. <laughs> they've come out and said, oh, we'll just take a third rounder for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, which Melbourne uh, Gladly offered up. I really think, I, I don't know if there's any other affluent uh, uh yeah, affluent. Um, what's the other word I'm proposing? Um, influential. Influential North Melbourne people that want to run for the presidency of North Melbourne because at least James Brayshaw was trying to do something there. Mm. Since Ben Buckley's been at that club, I think they've gone backwards at the rate of knots. Mm. They'll always pot the media for writing stories about them. Have a look at your own club, mate. Have a look at your drafting strategy. Like you, you brought in David Noble. And you said, oh, we expect to play finals in three years. <laughs> Mate, you'll be lucky to finish outside the bottom four in the next three years the way you're going. Like you, can't, you can't come out in the media after getting rid of a quarter of your list. Like, like they're saying this before they've even gone to draft night, for fuck's sake. You got rid of a quarter of your list, you've got a new coach, and you're saying we're going to play finals in three years. Like It's okay to have ambitions, but sometimes we've got to keep them a little bit realistic mm-hmm. um, because you're just getting laughed at and they are in all sorts of trouble and to cheat at Gold Coast credit if you give Gold Coast confidence and get them up and about they're going to be very hard to stop and that's what North Melbourne did because they had 
nothing to stop nothing, Gold Coast, and they just got a bloody run on nothing Gold to offer Coast. either. They just no. Look, for me, North Melbourne, it's going to be a long road back, and I think yeah. that the events of the last two years can take a lot longer to recover from than a lot of people think. Um, you just you don't get that many draft picks. You don't get that many high draft picks. No, they've got nothing to trade for anymore. They've got no. They've got no high-profile players or, you know, players that are around 28 that are going to hit free agency that they can move on for a second or third rounder. It's going to be a very rough road for North Melbourne. Uh, And I I think their membership is is already low as it is. Yeah. And their supporter base is already dwindling. I don't really see any positives for North Melbourne in the next five years, to be honest. Because let's even take a step back. Even, you know, two, three seasons ago... You had them chase Dustin Martin. You chased, uh, they chased uh, Josh Kelly, whose dad played for the club. Yep. And they offered them... It's crazy money. Martin was, I think they were offering 1.2 or 1.3 a year. Yeah, Kelly, they were offering the same. And And obviously Dusty... They said no. They said no. So these guys were given a a blank check... And players still said, nah, thanks, but no thanks, North. So I just really think it goes to show that where the club's at, because, you know, some players will go to a club for money, and and we're not potting blokes that do, but when you've gone to numerous players, given them a ridiculous amount of money, and they've still said no, that's... Going to to, to Nathan Buckley and said, hey, would you like the coaches? Yeah. And he's gone, no, no, thank you, I'll just... And not the first time Nathan Buckley said thanks, but no thanks to Who'd they land? Pollock, Pittard. Um, Pittard is gone, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's the other... Uh, uh, not Maynard, fucking... Um, Marley uh, Williams. Marley Williams. Great. Fantastic. What are you going to do with the other $4 million in your salary cap? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, the reason why they probably got uh, Jaden Stevenson is because of the money he was on. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of other clubs probably didn't have the cap space to, well, they probably didn't think, well, what's the point in paying this bloke, you know, six, seven hundred or whatever it is. That's right. So, yeah, no, that they are in all sorts yeah, of trouble. That's enough. Sorry, North Melbourne, but uh, you're in trouble. Um, Hawks, Tigers, it's probably pretty pretty indicative of, to where they are in their development, wasn't it, really? Also, uh, Carl, sorry, Richmond are a, a, a ready, ready to go, ready to win flags still. Had mature players and... Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hawthorne are, yeah, well, playing a lot of young blokes. Let's See, just say. I didn't, I didn't actually get to watch this game. I, I've watched snippets of the replays, and I've watched, uh, sorry, snippets of the replay, but mostly highlights. Well, we don't have to go into it. In no, we're not. But um, all, all I'm going to say as a Hawksman is, I'm still pretty happy that the kids are actually showing something, yeah, and the kids are getting a game. That's the main. They're being, yeah, they're being competitive in games. And look, they? to be honest, they weren't blown away. They lost by less than five goals. Yeah. And they kept Richmond to 11 goals, and that's probably one of the strongest attacking sides in the league. Well, yeah. here we go. Two minutes ago, we talked about, you know, it's all doom and gloom for North, all doom and gloom for Essendon. At least the kids are Hawthorne and showing something. Look, realistically, they're still two or three years away. That's it. But by the time they're there, those kids are going to have 70. 80 games into Correct. Them. And that's when, you, if your peak core group of players have got between, you know, 60 and 120 games and you're starting to win games, that's a really good sign. Yeah, yeah that's a good uh, good trajectory. Um, Tom, Tom Mitchell, he gets a lot of the ball, which is a lot of people have a knock at him, getting a lot of it, but not really doing a great deal. Shows in his super coach, what do you have, like 33 touches or something, uh-huh. 105 super coach points mm-hmm. um, for his efforts. But I don't know, it's... Uh, 
it's a, it's a difficult thing where he, he does so well for the team, but there are there are other players that are more damaging. Oh, there's more players that get more meters gained, that get more contested possessions. I actually had, and obviously I'm invested in this because I'm biased, but I actually had a conversation with with a good mate who's a, a Geelong fan today, and I said he said, look, you know, Tommy Mitchell's just an accumulator, isn't he? I said, well, look, honestly. He goes, well, would you take Dustin Martin over Tom Mitchell like, every day of the week, twice yeah. on Sundays? Like, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. But he said, look, does that just mean that Tommy's possessions are cheap because he doesn't really do much with them? He doesn't get many metres gained, you know. He had nine score involvements in round one and four last last round. But I posed the question <clears throat> back to my mate Sammy, and if you listen, Sammy, g'day, mate. I posed the question back to him and said, well, look, more often than not, Dustin Martin linking up with uh, Jaden Short versus a Tom Mitchell linking up with an Ollie Hanrahan... <laughs> You're going to get score involvement. You're going to get movement up the ground. You're going to yep. get something. Yep, all the above. My my question back, and I'm not saying he's not an accumulator, but my question back is, does it maybe come down to the quality of players who's handing the ball off to as well? Because, yeah, yep. sure, he might get 33 touches and only gain 150 metres. But he gets the ball. He dishes it out for someone else. It's not all just his responsibility to get those metres, right? No. He's getting the ball. So I think sometimes the criticisms on Tom are a little bit Maybe a little bit harsh, but I also see where people are saying, well, he gets 30, 40 touches and does fuck all. He does, but he's still getting to the ball. That still takes a fair bit of effort. That still means that you're actually getting to the right spot on the ground and you've got the skills yeah, to get it. Yeah, it's not knocking him being able no. to get the, goal, get the ball 30 but times. To, to yeah. answer your question, I don't actually know the answer. Is, mm. A lot of people say that he doesn't get tagged because coaches think that he's not going to be damaging. It's probably right, to be honest. Probably true. But not a lot of players do get tagged. No, that's right. Um, all right, uh, yeah, doggies. That was probably the game of the year so far. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, doggies on the West Coast. It was a, it was a good one. I being in um, Melbourne for the weekend, I tried to score myself a ticket to the Richmond Hawthorne game, <laughs> thinking I'd be able to get one on like the. Why didn't like, you talk to me? I could have got one. Oh yeah, I could use your barcode. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, well, you know what? I'm basically uh, staying right across the road from the um, Marvel Stadium. I should go check out the doggies. Uh, uh, Eagles game, but wasn't able to get a ticket there either. But sat down and uh, had a bit of a watch, and it was really, really, really good game. Um, you know, it might as the fact that the doggies couldn't buy a goal at stages. The bond was good. Jack McRae. Oh, the how pig. Und- the how pig. underrated is it? We because they always harp on about how good the bond is, but that bloke's been averaging like. 35 touches a game for the better part of two well, years. It's always Bond, it's always Libra, it's always... Yeah, and, he bad, and he doesn't it's really not a, get... It's always a sexy name, is it? No, no, and he doesn't get much love from the he's umpires an either. absolute workhorse. Yeah. And I love him. He's... The pig. Yeah, he's he, the should pig. Get, he should get a lot more kudos than what he does, I think. He's a, he hasn't won a best of Ferris yet either, I don't think. I don't think he has. No, I don't think he has. No, no, no. And, um, and the West Coast had their good points as well. Um, they didn't eat. Liam Ryan was doing his usual thing. Oscar Allen... Um, oh, not all doom and gloom for a West Coast, I don't think. Jack McRae turns 27 this year in August. 27 for a... 27 play? For an inside midfielder. I reckon he's he's prime. We're talking about people that are primed. I reckon Jack McRae's prime. Yeah, and he's been playing like it the last few years, actually. So um, he can get better again, can't he? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Patrick Cripps had a shot, a goal. Probably about 15 metres out. Patrick Cripps, Jamie Cripps. Oh, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> Patrick Cripps had a shot. Um, I'm sure Patrick Cripps probably did have a shot. Oh, no, did he? I, don't know. I didn't. I didn't spot him. Um, yes, Jamie Cripps. He uh, 
went back and kicked, kicked the ball into the man on the mark. And that would have put them better part of three goals up, Philip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I suppose he'll learn the lesson, just you've got to make sure of those. But he's a senior player. Yeah. He's a senior player. That's not really acceptable. You've got to make sure of those. With this stand rule, yeah. the player ain't moving anywhere. It's not like he's and just fact, five metres back behind the mark. The fact that doggies came back from 15 points Jesus. down. He'd be he'd be feeling pretty sick of it. Oh, you would think so. But look, this goes back again to that umpiring decision in the Brisbane game. You know, it goes back to this guy didn't kick that goal, or this guy, you know, hospital handball to someone when he had a better option. Like players make mistakes, umpires yeah. make mistakes. As you say, he'll learn from it. But he'll he's learn. probably pretty filthy about he'll it. Well. He'd probably be pretty sick about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we do we ready for another baby? Are we ready for another baby? You want to say this to see what they do next week? This week, the Giants. The Giants, because. Look, our mate Chrissy Shields will say that uh, it's the Richmond curse. And uh, I'm, I don't I'm not buying it. into that. I don't believe no, it. No, no. Has uh, Leon Cameron, he's first coach sack this year, isn't he? Oh, jeez. Well, you, know, you, you know what the interesting thing is? He's under a lot of pressure now, and there is a, another bloke who is under a lot of pressure whose mobs are playing each other this Sunday. That's Simon Goodwin. Now, at the moment, Goody's mob is sitting at 2-zip, and Leon's mob is zipping too. So it'd be fair to say at the moment, the one that has, uh, to quote, quote the great uh, Glenn Frey, the heat is definitely on Leon Leon Cameron. Yeah. And it's out, it's out at, not out on the street, it's out on Monica Rover on Sunday evening. We're thinking about going up to this game, but uh, uh, Easter will put a... Um, a stop oh, to that. Up to Canberra, Philip? I was thinking about going up to Canberra, but Ollie and I will just sit down here Sunday Combination might be thin on the ground. Uh, combination might be thin. So it's going to be flying in, in flying in, out. In Canberra, Philip? Uh, in Canberra, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, there will probably be a few MP staffers' offices empty at the moment after all sure the, uh, after sure, the after the purge oh, Parliament House. But, but um, sure let's not get political, but fuck me, I would not like to be. I'm sure they'd be, uh, they'd be somewhere in Canberra you might be able to lay your hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I reckon they would be. You get down to Canberra, mate. Go down and move. Heads and tell him you're a, uh, a bloke from the Australian Defence Force Academy. Tell him you're a second year cadet. Yeah. You'll be right into it. You're right into it. Now, I reckon, um, yeah, GWS, let's give him another week because I don't want to get too far ahead. You wouldn't do that. With Stol- my boy. Stolen Valor is not something to laugh about. No. Philip. Uh, not to get too far ahead, but it could get messy for the, goal, uh, uh, for the Giants on Sunday. If Melbourne turn up, like they did against St Kilda. If that Melbourne turns up. And if yeah. that Melbourne turns up, and if that Melbourne learns how to kick straight, it's going to get real ugly real fast for the for the Giants. I don't I don't see I don't see Cam, Cameron lasting the season out. No, if, if, that, if they can't get wins on the board, they really need because the issue is now once upon a time, the Giants if they lost a a Dom Tyson a um, Matt Kennedy would step into his place. And then if Matt Kennedy left because he wasn't getting enough game time because Dylan Shipp, you know, they had, because they had a, they had a, roller, they yeah. had a garage full of first round talent. That is starting to dwindle away now because all that first round talent come in 10 years ago, anywhere between 10 to seven years ago, over the last four or five years, the, the Giants been playing finals. So they haven't had many um, first round draft selections so they don't have all this talent in the backyard that they could just call up now 
Um, Hogan's still injured. Matthew Flynn's been a really good revelation for him. He's been on the yes. list for five years. Yes. He gets his opportunity in here. Yeah. But, but the sad thing is you've got to feel sorry for Flynn because he's been an absolute superstar, but he wouldn't even be getting the game if Braden Proust didn't get injured. Yeah, and that's So it goes to show how little faith they must have had in the bloke. That well, they no, brought in. Flynn's been pretty injured throughout his career as well. Oh, has, has it? Well, there you go. How, how long? How long have you been on the list for before his debut? Five years. Five, five years. years. Yeah. And he's been pretty unlucky as well. Like cruiser, like yeah. unlucky as well. Oh, sure. Well, that sucks for him. Um, but I think Cameron is in a in a world of trouble. I don't think Canelio was the right choice oh, for captain. He's a, he's a very very oh, solid and player. Josh Kelly would have been. Better. I think Josh Kelly. Um, Fuck, Toby Green would have been better. Yeah, you know, Lockie Whitfield. Whitfield's injured. Um, yeah, they're, they're in all sorts. Canelio would have been very handy playing down opposite O'Meara down at uh, Hawthorne. And uh, <laughs> sorry, and I, I guarantee you this: the AFL will not want an uncompetitive GWS. Oh. No, Dev. Spent far too much money. Yeah. And uh, they need them competing. A few messages, mate, because your phone's just vibrating yeah, like vibrating. a, uh, like a sailor's wife's bed spread. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let, let's wait and see. If they do not turn up against Melbourne, um, they're, they're copping it next week because they need to stay, especially on their home deck. So they're on notice. Something. They're on notice. Something I missed before, boys, and sorry for going back to it. Two injury concerns from my lads. Will Day went down with an ankle. Scan's still pending. And the number one pick, well, the first round pick, sorry. Uh, yes, six, uh, uh, being Denver Granger Denver Granger, Denver Granger Barras also went down awaiting scans on his knee. But uh, early word from the club is they're not worried about either. So it should be okay. That's good. good. Yes. No, it's good for them. Very good for them. Very good. We move on to Our the favourite segment, as I've heard from a number of people. So thank you for mm. your feedback. We really do enjoy it. Please jump on the Facebook and uh, send us a message. Pop a, a, a comment in uh, the Real AFL Alliance. Shout out to, to that group as well. We'll move on to our boys. And Phil was going to snag a player last week, wasn't he? Had his eye on one. I remember. Had his eye on one. How, how do you feel about Phil going first? Because he hasn't, he hasn't told us that he wants to pick or drop anyone this week. No, well, so we just set ourselves up for a, the first challenge, perhaps. Yeah, well, he's his uh, his his little black book isn't quite full yet, so Mm-mm. I think I think now's the right time for Phil to reveal if he's uh, anyone's been added to your stable. Like to go first, Phil. Well, he's pulling up stats on his phone right now. No, no, no. I've actually done my research here. Um, I've got someone from a stable this week, boys. The dossier, you know, on the train ride back home this morning, there was a few cancellations, and I was yeah. going through the dossier. Was on a bus, mate? No, no, I caught a train. Yeah, end up, end up being able to get a train, which was good. Uh, going through the dossier, and, and I had a few names, and I was going to go the, the heart selection instead of heading, you know, bring in Cosy Pickett, but then I was like, I've already got two on my team. That means I need to let one of Petrarca or Gorn go, which I'm not ready to do yet. Well, if you let Gorn go, your boy would... Yes. You would you'd well, Ollie, Ollie would probably def- uh, Ollie would probably want to, to adopt a new dad, yeah, adopt right. it out for that. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe Gorn he's looking for a young fella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe maybe go, well, well, Oliver Gorn could be the next. Uh, yeah. uh, but there, there's a young fella down at Richmond Boys, and uh, I've, I've been keeping my eye on him, and uh, he's, he's 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 not. Uh, Is he a bit of a bad boy? This fella you're thinking of? Uh, it's not Sydney stack body. No, it's just <laughs> good Jesus. <laughs> I don't burn my selections, right? Bloody uh, Sydney stack will never be in uh, Phil's stable. Let me give you the hot tip. 
Uh, we don't we don't like any rat bags down at the Phil Gibbers table. Says, says the guy sharing a cake with a rascal. With a rascal. Right. rascal. Jaden Short. Oh, you dual, dual premiership player. Yeah. A Jack Dye medalist last year. So he won a BNF last year. Oh, got a cannon of a boot. Cannon of a boot. It's, uh, averaging good, about 500 metres. Yeah, very, very good. Runs at about 80%. So welcome to the stable, Jaden Short. You now join Patrick Cripps, Christian Petrarca, Maxi Gorn. And Logan McDonald. Mr. Under the Radar, Jaden Short. Yeah, Jaden Short. And, and uh, the, the Chrissy Shields, if you're listening, or even Dan Fisher, they'll love that one. They'll be like, finally. Because, you know, Dustin Martin's an obvious one. Everyone knows Dusty. But I still think there's a really? few people. I didn't get that from Chris Shields' seven posts in the last three days telling us <laughs> how fucking good he is. I don't think a lot of people still actually realise how good a player Jaden Short actually is. They would, probably would be surprised that he won the BNF last Not year. Mind you, let's be... Let's be realistic. He could still go up a notch. He could too. Oh, yeah, he's good. only 25. Um, so, uh, listeners, listen, there's just a few more little street selections there because uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. still got a few boys, a yeah, uh, few spots right. left. So there's a few I more to come. He's a big fan of his own work, isn't he? Yeah, I love oh, this. I, I, know, I know how Philip likes to uh, just uh, broaden over the field. And uh, what is what is the phrase "shit eating grin" mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a there's a few potential BNF winners, all Australians, and even some few bre- potential Brownlow medalists that will be welcomed in the stable in the next yeah. few weeks. Don't yeah. you worry, boys. Right, but don't give anything away, Philip. Oh, I'm not giving anything away, but I can give a little bit away because you clowns have already got a full stable. I'm, so you can I'm, go one in, one I'm out. I'm sorry to tell you, Phil, but I already got the Brownlow medalist busting. Martin, so no, 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 no. Next, next week, mate, you might have a contender for that. But anyway, right, Des, you've got. Do you want to just run the listeners through who you've got, who you had as of the end of last uh, week? Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, had, uh, Tim English, Nick Blakey, Nakia Cockatoo, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dacos, is it Josh, da- Josh <laughs> Dacos, Dacos, Darcy Byrne Jones, Dylan, Tom Byrne. Stewart, no, Darcy, you're wrong. Tom Stewart, uh, Pete Laddams. Mark O'Connor, uh, Jordan Ridley, and Bailey Smith. Now, I've got sort of ticks and crosses between them. So, uh, English was good. Dacos was much better after uh, disappointing last week. He was a much better versus Carlton. I don't know who at Collingwood wasn't much better versus Carlton. Mm-hmm. Um, Burn Jones is good again. Tom Stewart just did his job. He wasn't... He, was, he didn't have his colours lowered. Nope. So that, and he does what he normally does. Um, Pete Laddams improved. But um, he was playing against Witches Hats, but he, but he improved. <laughs> Good he for his super coach scores um, as well. Mark O'Connor just, just kept locking him to a very, three, three. Very touch. under the radar player, Mark O'Connor. He is very under the radar player. Um, and he was given a job to do by the staff and... And, uh, did and he it, did, did it with a plom. <laughs> there's a way we haven't used for a while. Plom. We are like the cut of his jib. <laughs> um, uh, Ridley was good. Did his usual sort of intercept marking, but when the ball's going down there that often, you get oh, it, you, he's under under pressure. Under you, get it, you get an intercept mark. Uh, Bailey Smith, after having two two ticks last week for being spectacular, just down to one tick. Just down to one? Just down to one. Just like a poultry. Very good. No, just no, a poultry no, one he tick. Was, uh, he, was re- he was very good. Now, uh, Nick, Nick Blakey, uh, I think he's on notice, boys. He's on notice, but he's not out yet. He's not out yet. He's on <laughs> notice. Um, and bl- I might be blind faith on my part, but um, I'll give Nikai Cockatoo the benefit of the doubt. If I don't see him, probably about red six. <laughs> 
what we told to start looking. You reckon you would have gone the early crow on him? Do you? Um, I was just, I was just hopeful. Yeah. I was yeah. hopeful. I was hopeful that he'd get a run at it. And, and look, we all want to see. And him. he still may. No. So hence, I, that was so that's why one. I'm, that's why I'm sticking with him. It was a good one because if he say. wasn't, if he didn't get injured, he would have been playing round one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, and it would have been a but, good one. Uh, uh, as far yeah, as far as this week goes, Nick Blake is on notice. On uh, notice. Yeah, uh, ten disposals. Zero go, zero goal zero no change. on the weekend. In a very in a winning Sydney side, by the way. So yeah. I don't think he'd give a shit. So you're going into round three with an unchanged side. Unchanged right? side. Ah, good. Tommy Papley for me is on notice. I have to say, Tommy Papley has been one of my boys for a couple of years now, Phil, as you'd know. Yes. He's on notice. So he was a negative for me. Will Day can't really judge him. He went out pretty early with an ankle injury. Yeah. Oh, Errol Gordon. Oh, oh, oh. Good oh, my Errol. Oh, my word. That, uh, my that, that might be an intro song, maybe, that Errol song. Oh, yeah, has to be. Good my loins, Errol Gordon. Isaac Rankin. I wouldn't give anything. Isaac Rankin uh, finally repaid the face for me this weekend. Yep. Uh, Charlie Cameron, even though he kicked two goals one, which isn't the worst return, uh, I've got him as a thereabouts. He yeah, didn't yeah. disappoint, didn't impress. Lucky Neil, well, I'm I think I think uh, there's, there'd be a lot of super coach owners just uh, giving Lucky Neil the flick this week. Uh, I was one of them, mate. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. would have thought I did that last week actually. Yeah. Lucky Neil got a thumbs down for me, but again, he's not yet on notice because he's delivered way more than what he hasn't. So he's uh, he's just got given a, a cross this week. Uh, two ticks for Dusty. <sighs> Can I give him three? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Honestly, like, he's. When 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 we went through this, right, they, they, did have, he, he, they did have a pension of playing on him. That's that's exactly right. Mm. They did. They did. Sean Burgoyne probably didn't have the speed no. <laughs> to keep up with him. Probably might have rivaled him for strength if he had a cut within ten meters of him. Yeah, <laughs> I think, no, I think that might have been the idea with the matchup. I, I think, think so. Didn't quite work out. Isaac Quainor is on notice as well as Tommy Papley. I know he can only drop one, but uh, Isaac Quainor is another on notice. Harris Andrews had three goals, four kicked on him. That was pretty. Pretty deplorable for him. He's been he's been below average this year. And he's it's been... it's not like he was caught. You know, it was he was only ever one out. It wasn't wasn't mm. you know he was looking after three yeah, or four. Yeah, it was that marked maybe twice by Hawk. Pretty yeah. yeah, pretty ordinary for uh, Harris Andrews and uh, Harris Andrews teammate Rennes Starchevich can go and get fucked. He was barely signed. <laughs> he was barely signed. <laughs> he's had about Friday six night. touches all year. Yeah, yeah he's had two games. Um, yeah, and yeah, I. Do you think uh, Fagan might be making a bit of a statement at selection this week? Well, uh, they've brought up four players from Brisbane. Yeah. Oh, they down did from Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he can make too much of a, a statement. Four changes. But <laughs> if, if, you bring, if, if you're bringing four down, are you going to be playing all four? Are you keeping a couple of carryovers? Yeah. If he brings in four, like those four that are flowing down, whoever they are, and they're in the side, I think, yeah, that's a big statement. Mm-hmm. Now, on that, I did uh, lead you boys up the garden path because, unbeknownst to the listeners, I print the runouts, the rundowns every week, and I've got here out Sarcevic in no one yeah. in my stable. But uh, another strategically tactful move by myself, yeah. letting the boys go first. Who's it? Who, who, who it none the wiser. Welcome yeah. to the stable, Jack McRae. Oh, Jack McRae, I like that. I like, I like that. It. I like that one. Jack McRae's in. I'm backing him in. I would probably pick Jack McRae before the bond, to be honest, because yeah. he's a lot more consistent. That's a good one. That is don't a good mind, one. I like that one, my friend. At all. Goodbye, Starchevich. Goodbye, Starchevich. Oh, you had a little bit of shoes, so, and I'm I was happy. just like, well, play, sir. Because I will say, after saying that we don't give him enough credit, I did not have him on my radar yet, Jack McRae, but he's 
Very good player. Very good player. All right, uh, this week, do you want to give us your tips, Phil? Oh, let's let's have a look at your look here. Uh, before, we before you start, first game's at the Gabba, supposedly, or scheduled to be at the Gabba. My proposal for this is Brisbane and Collingwood play each other twice this year. Swap the games around. Yeah, so it is confirmed it's now at Marvel this it is week. Confirmed, is it? And then it'll be at the Gabba. At Marvel? Yeah. Not at the MCG. Not at the MCG. It'll be at Marvel. Um, so so that's... a schedule clash? Like, what's that all about? Because Collingwood should be playing at the G. Yeah. And... Is it a Brisbane home game at Marvel or is it switched to a Collingwood home game? Uh, Replacement yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, 7.40 on Thursday at Marvel Stadium. Still Collingwood a Brisbane home game. game. It is a Collingwood home game. Collingwood yeah, first. Collingwood first. In Collingwood, the... yeah. At Marvel. At Marvel. So, so they basically just swap that around, which is smart. Yeah. But no sense. one's playing at the G. Yeah. Playing at the G. Probably going to get 49,000 Pies fans and pull one Brisbane member That's, allowed to go to the game. We can go on a bit. Let's go, Phil. Now, in, <laughs> let's, let's not, because you know the answer. It's saying that uh, Brisbane need to win this uh, because they're going to be in all sorts of trouble if they're not zipping three. So I will back in the lines to redeem themselves against Collingwood. That could probably be a really good game, too, is that not? Uh, the, the Bulldogs in North. Wow. Oh. Bulldogs by about 20 goals. <laughs> um, I'll tip the Crows to beat the Suns only because it's at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Richmond to beat Sydney. St Kilda to beat um, uh, Essendon. Port Adelaide to do a number over the Eagles up uh, in Perth. Um, Freo to cause an upset at Marvel Stadium against Carlton. My boys, the Ds. I'm back on them. The Ds. The Ds to roll the Giants. And oh, an Eastern Monday block. God, this game's going to be bloody good. I can't wait to watch this. I reckon Geelong just, uh, just, I'll say Geelong by three points. Are you trying to pander to him or me here? With, but are you trying, no. to be, uh, trying to be generous? No, nah, irrespective of um, where both sides are, are placed at the moment, like with their list and stuff, it's always a bloody good game, Eastern Monday. So on that point, Geelong have got some big outs. Dangerfield... Rowan, Cameron, most likely. Rowan, Cameron, Menegola, uh, Duncan, Duncan. Menegola. So, again, like you were saying, Jez, if Brisbane had a chance to it's win, it's not the full Geelong side we used to say. No. no. So, and look, honestly, the only notable out for the Hawks at the moment that I can. Look, I don't want to say. Of course, it would be Will Day. Well, Will Day, if he doesn't get up, but yeah. Jack Gunson's been out as well with, hmm. with back injury. So, yeah. Um, he's pivotal to the side. So some good some good fixtures there. So it should be good. Run through them again, Phil. Here we go. Uh, the Lions, the Doggies, the Crows, the Tigers, Saints, Port, Frio, Melbourne, and Geelong. Um, I've pretty much picked exactly what you picked, Phil. Very nice. Great minds think alike. Brisbane, Brisbane Dogs, Brisbane Dogs, uh, Crows, Tigers, Saints. Uh, did you pick Port? Yeah, I picked Port. Uh, I differ with you. I picked West Coast in this mm-hmm. game. Um, so we'll pick one different. Uh, also, uh, Frio, Frio, Melbourne, and, and the Geelong Football Club. I'm the same as you, mate. Exactly the same. Lions, Dogs, Crows, Tigers, Saints, Eagles, Dockers, Ds, and the Cats. I'm tipping the Cats, Hawks, Easter Monday as the game of the round. They always are. Yeah, 100%, oh. mate. They're yeah, so bloody good. 
So there we go. There's our tips. Uh, speaking of tips, very close. It's only two rounds, but very close on the Three Blokes No Clue uh, ESPN footy tipping. Uh, I lead it by 14 with these two parrot heads coming very closely behind at 13 for those that, that give half a shit. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, on 14. I won't, I won't carry on like fielding. Yeah. I said, oh, I'm winning, boys. Winning. No, no, yeah, you just said that to us in the group chat. Said, oh, look at my lead. Um, yeah, so Clay and I are equal first of 14th, and then it's... Uh, uh, <coughs> I'm only one behind. Shields and Jez in second uh, on 13. There's no such thing as equal first in the footy tipping because there is a margin. Oh, sorry, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, there you go. So... Uh, uh, your first, I'm second, Shieldy's third, Shieldy's third, and uh, Jess rounds out the top four. So, Yeah, before um, we go, Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah, Phil. Yes, mate. <laughs> this is his favourite. It is. Every so, week. So, I love it. Phil, I love it. Phil. Love it. Phil. Mm. This time last week. Jeremy, Jeremy, this, Jeremy. Yeah. This time last week. Um, no one ever really chants his name like that. <laughs> when we're talking about uh, maybe uh, having a date, maybe dining a young, yep. a young lass out to do... Um, did that? Star's just been named the rising star. Uh, Braden Campbell. uh, Campbell's just been named the rising star with 26 disposals and six marks at 80% efficiency. He's also, right he's also ruined him delicious. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, good good, good uh, yeah. choice there by the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the uh, selectors. Yeah, good choice. Uh, uh, so you um, did... Wednesday night, mate. That's happening. This Wednesday night. So it hasn't eventuated yet? No, no, it's happening this Wednesday night, mate. Okay, so uh, are we... Are we dining, are we? Or yeah, we're dining. Are yeah, we we're going, going, out for going to an establishment to dine. Yeah, we're going to an establishment for dinner, yeah. Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, you, you just be putting your hand up for the bill, Philip? Or, uh, always do, mate, yep. Always do. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sometimes the, the, these independent women, they will... That's fine. They'll, they'll decline and, uh, yeah. and uh, respectfully just pay for their own meal. Correct. Yes, yes uh, and um, are you going to a nice? Are you, are you like going to a pub, or are you going to just a restaurant? Oh, uh, it's a a, a, yeah, beast, a bistro. No, no. It, it, oh, you'd say that it's a uh, a restaurant. Yeah. yeah so just, yeah. just a night full of conversation. Um, yeah. Get able able to have a couple of reds, maybe. Yeah, a couple of cheeky reds for sure. A couple of cheeky reds, maybe. <laughs> see if she will have a couple of reds as well. She does like a red wine. Oh, so oh, very, oh, very good. Partake in a glass or two if she so wishes to. Yeah, should the question arise, Philip? Um, of course, the evening has to come to an end at some point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, just on the off chance, you make it back to the cast of the filthy and you're not empty-handed. Would you? Yeah, would you be ruling this out? Completely. I, I, I don't think anyone will be coming back to the castle to Filthy on Wednesday night. After the date. And I don't I don't think I'll be going anywhere after the date. As the great Carl Pilkington once said, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Philip. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's, for the listeners, he's turned his chair 90 degrees. He's got his feet up. <laughs> he's a little bit... I think he's a little bit uh, under the pressure here. I think he's been caught out. No, yeah, I haven't been caught well, out. I'm just... What if the night's gone super well though, and you, um, you, yeah, you both, you both feel inclined to progress further in the evening? We'll see what happens, mate. I'm not, I'm not putting but any. But you've just said adamantly you will not be coming home. Yeah, because I'm not putting any expectations on the evening. I'm just. Uh... Yeah, just looking forward to dinner with a, a lovely lass. What time are you planning on maybe retiring back to this location? No idea, mate. Because Roughly, within uh, an hour. Well, it's really up to her because she has work the following morning. I'm still on leave. So we'll say maybe 
I don't know, maybe 9.30.10, who knows? Sweet, I'll rock up to play PlayStation with you at 10 o'clock then. <laughs> what, well, what say, um, what say you get the offer to possibly visit her domicile, Philip? It won't be a flat-out refusal now, will it? If, if I received a... Um... Are we talking about your colleague here? If I received a... Uh... <laughs> If I received an invitation, um, I would respectfully, uh, respectfully accept that invitation. But yes, yeah, so if, you, if the word was put to you, she'd like to go, go back to. Her. <laughs> she'd, like, she'd like to retire back to her house and maybe for a couple of extra rewards. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, team you, biscuits. You're not, you're not completely closing the book on that idea. No, no. Nah, uh, no expectations, no expectations. limitations. Let's just see how it goes. Go with the flow. There we go. I said the three bikes, no clue we're pulling for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Hopefully Phil's not the one doing the pulling. <laughs> I don't think uh, I gave him what he wanted there, mate. I just played it awfully straight back. What's, what's the name yeah. of that, uh, the, oh, shit, the Indian batsman, Indian t- Pajara. Yeah. Phil's played a Pajara-like innings. Uh, uh, yeah. 17 off 312 know, balls. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Very, very proud. Anyway, we can wind up the pod now. There's no other segments. Really. No, there's definitely no, no, There is one more. There is one more. There's one more. What? Are we What I'd like to know is, are you are you 0-2 now since last week? Um, regarding what, Clayton? Regarding the domestic duties that you may or may not be shirking before yeah. doing the podcast on a... Uh, on an evening. Well, I'll, I'll have you know, not only did, uh, as soon as I finished work, I went and picked up the children from my parents' house and uh, mm-hmm. took them back. And as soon as, I, as soon as I got back, my lovely wife was preparing a meal for the evening. And uh, I uh, I made the kids' lunches for the next day while she was doing that. And um, That's right. Um, she may have pointed out over the sink that there was <laughs> just a few things. <laughs> I have something I prepared earlier. A few things yes. that needed cleaning. Um, I, no, no, I have something I prepared earlier. The listeners need to need to hear this. Mm, it's almost pod time, boys. What do you think I should do? Dishes. Dishes. <laughs> oh, where did you get that? Clayton? That that is that is from the uh, from the lovely uh, Kim, Jeremy's wife there, uh, and it's um. I also uh, uh, if this is a visual aid, but we also have a. Uh, a photo of uh, young Jeremy oh, here. Look at that, uh, man. So uh, yeah, yeah, your wife sent me. Ha- gone, your wife sent me happy to that. Um, and uh, it was titled with the caption, "All good for the pod tonight." He has permission to go. So I think he's. Um, he's one on one for the. He's seat. learned the error of his ways I'm from last the week. Error of my ways. I, I was yep. a good little boy. And yep. I, uh, it's all about redemption, mate. It, it You've is. redeemed yourself this week. It so. is. Well, we, we, were going, we went to um, we went had a few drinks at a friend's house on Saturday night. Uh, uh-huh. Where I piled in about ten beers. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, just a few quiet ones. Um, <laughs> so we got um, so we got there was a, the girl that was there it was her birthday like a couple of days ago. So yeah, I thought, well, we'll go get her a present. There's a can- there's like a scented candle shop. Where I work, just down there. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the dust shop. shop yeah, the dust, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so I said, look, oh, look, I go down and get her a uh, get her a candle for her birthday. We can give her that. And last time I did that, um, also uh, the the lady that my brother in law is seeing, she had a birthday as well. Kim suggested I go get a voucher from said <laughs> shop. Uh, and so that was the first time. And when I did that, I 
also bought the wife something as well. Oh, yes. Very, very kind of generous. Oh, very kind of generous. How, how yeah. noble of you, young yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I thought she'd like a candle. And, yeah. uh, she was very impressed with it. Um, <laughs> this, this time, however, uh, it was just a candle for a friend and none for the wife. So, yeah. They've uh, got an inquisitive look. Ah, oh, so uh, so what you're saying is, mate, that you've gone to this shop dusk and uh, you've got the scent of candle for the friend. Yes. And uh, we didn't get it, the uh, dial anything on this occasion. Then you come home, uh, drop the candle, say, look what I've done, good job. And Kim's sort of going, well, hang on a sec, Bucko, where's my... Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying there might have been an inquisitive... That you, from your eyes, you believe you may have got a look that may have suggested that another candle should have been in said bag. Is that what we're leaning this, towards, mate? But this can't, this can't be the standard every time I'm going to the candle shop now, Philip. Well, or, know, or can it? Well, maybe you have set the standard, Jets. Maybe you have... Uh, maybe this... maybe I earned by setting the standard in the first place. <laughs> this, uh, this leads me to the outro song, Lance. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've just been quietly uh, trying to think of one, and you've just you've given me one. So Yes. Is that everything we've got to discuss? This yeah, that, everything Catch? to discuss. Look forward to uh, next round, week. Round yeah. three. Next week. It has, round. I've got to say, it's been a cracking couple of rounds of footy. It's been yes. fantastic. It's been yes. regular footy. It uh, hit squarely between the eyes this week. It's, it's been a lot good. to talk about. As always, thank you for listening, ladies thanks, and gentlemen. Thanks, everybody. Much appreciated. Uh, three Blakes No Clue signing off. This one's for you, Jez. <laughs> Is this the the Comedic, comedic the Thanks, folks. Oh, dearie me.